0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Line of Vienna Suite podcast episode 126. My name is Will Jones, joining me tonight as ever it's Mr Tom Jenkins, hello Tom.
1: Hello Will, how are you doing mate?
0: I'm good thank you, it's very nice to have you on. Uh, also joining us tonight, he, he doesn't make the the, the odd regular a, 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 a appearance I'd say, but he uh, the, the valuable one he does, it's Mr Ed Skelly, the, uh, the, the outright owner of our of our Line of Vienna Suites. he doesn't it doesn't uh, appear that often, but uh, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself for the people who don't know yet.
2: Yeah, uh, hi. Yeah, it's nice to be back on. I'm always uh, available when needed.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. It's great to have you on. And also on this week, as per our last episode, is Mr. Dan Sumner. Hello, Dan. Uh, good
3: evening, Will. You're
0: right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I Really enjoyed your uh, your debut last week, and uh, glad to have you on again this time round. Good you're very welcome. Uh, so we'll get started sort of with, uh, with with where we've been since we last spoke. It's obviously been a, a little bit longer than we, than we hoped uh, since we since we were planning to record, but I think it was well worth the wait, wasn't it really? I mean, what, there's no better time to record because we're bloody with a game, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'd, pfft, I I know none of us were there, but Tom, I know you you sort of caught most of it on the dodgy box, so we'll we'll come to you briefly on that. Um, so what what did you make of result? And I, I mean, we'll cover it in more detail later on, and, and then we'll go down the line with the same question and so on. But Tom, fire away. What what did you, what did you make of it?
1: Fantastic. Um, I've I've not seen a, a performance with that kind of confidence for for some time. We've we've seen improvements under Keith Hill and David Flickcroft. We've seen. Uh, a lot of new players come in, sort of getting themselves up to speed. And I think last night was showing that, you know, it, it has taken them a while, but they are there, you know, they're, they're, they're getting there. Certainly the players like Daryl Murphy. Um, I thought Adam Chickson was fantastic again. I thought Josh Emmanuel put in easily his best performance for us since he's joined. Um, and it's good to see these players getting up to speed and hopefully, you know, more results to come because playing like that against a team who up until uh, at the weekend when they lost to the Doncaster, won four in a row. So clearly a, a good side at this level. We we really dominated the game and bossed it and long may
2: that continue.
0: Absolutely. It's such a relief, isn't it, really? Eddie, how pleased were you with the result?
2: Oh absolutely delighted, yeah. It's been uh, I think two hundred and six days. I think I worked it out since our last win in March, which is far too long. And um yeah, I was I was watching on last night, so I came out midway through the first half to be amazed that we were one <laughs> nil up and and how, you know, we won two nil, which is just absolutely brilliant and uh an absolute treat for those five hundred and sixty fans for their long trip to Bristol.
0: Good stuff, yeah. I bet it was a hell of an experience for them, and, and you know, I'm 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 only jealous of them. Dan, can you believe it? We've won a game. <laughs> I know. Had I to
3: check twice myself, to be honest with you. But what a win it was! I mean, for the last few weeks, every single team sheet that's come out, I thought we're going to win this. But last night, I was the opposite. I saw the amount of injuries we've got, how depleted we were, naming only six subs. I just thought, well. I can't see us getting anything. Uh, we, no. we turn around and get three points. So, Sunday, I think we're going to get hammered
0: again. Absolutely. It's brilliant, isn't it? And I know it's a little bit late in the day for uh, immediate reactions, but I think everyone's still pretty much feeling the same the same ecstasy as they were last night when we first got, got wind of the results. But uh, we'll come to that later on in a little bit more detail regarding each of the players' performances and so on. Uh, but since then, it, it's been relatively quiet around Bolton-Wandras, which makes a, a very nice change. Um, I mean, I think we can all agree that's that's definitely a positive uh, besides compiling an injury list about the size of Bolton, um, unfortunately, I think we we had ten players unavailable last night for for one reason or another. I know all of them weren't necessarily through injury, but it does seem like the injury list does does take up you know at least eighty or ninety percent of that. Um, and it's just a shame that that we've so many out yet we still managed to game <laughs> to get a result without it, which which is great stuff. But uh, the the first sort of topic that we'll come to uh, before we touch on on on, on squad depth. Is, is the fact that uh, ex sport manager Phil Parkinson's in a new job? Is the the new Sunderland manager? Um, how how are we feeling about that appointment, boys? I know he's obviously picked up a, a win and a loss already. You know how much does he deserve that job? And, and do, you, do you think he can get promoted? Tom, I'll come to you first on that.
1: Um, we we we've had discussions, haven't we, amongst ourselves about how we think the squad is is sort of built for him. He's got. Uh, big striker in Charlie White to aim at uh, for the long ball football that he's known for. He's got fantastic set piece delivery from out wide in um, Aidan McGeady and Chris McGuire. Uh, two two shithouses in midfield, a la Carl Henry or Jay Spearing in match power and Grant Ledbetter. It's it just on paper he's absolutely made for him. Um, and it was no surprise to me to see him uh, beat those Dots at Tramir uh, last night five. No, that was very pleasing to see. Mm-hmm. And um, I really hope he goes on to get promoted. He deserves it after all the shit he's had to put up with.
0: Absolutely. I think he deserves a, a job in management of a club of that size, for sure, to say the least. Eddie, how, how, how delighted are you for, for Parky in that respect?
2: Yeah, I think after the shit's done with the last 18 months at Bolton anyway, he deserves a crack at a, a team who were built for promotion anyway. Um, I did an interview for uh, our sister Sunderland site the other week, the Rocker Report, and filled um, mm. down that it's, it, you know, whilst it's not, doesn't seem like a glamorous appointment, he will do the job that you want, he will get you promoted. And evident last night, you know, the biggest home win they've had in 21 years, uh, a bigger win than he ever had at Bolton, five nil against Tranmere. Oh, without Charlie White, like, you know, who, you know, we know how much he loves a target man, and he's out injured at the minute. So to do that, I think it's the the first thing. Of a fantastic journey that he's going to have, and uh, all the best, uh, and hopefully he gets promotion at the end of the season.
0: Definitely, I know. Obviously, we we sort of become accustomed to to his style of football, which obviously differs from that of Keith Hill. I'm not necessarily going to criticise it, his, his style of play there, but I, obviously as you hinted there with a. The, with Charlie Wyke out at the minute, he may struggle to, to follow that up. Um, but you know, to to say he's got a five 0 win already, um, you know, speaks speaks volumes of his of his managerial abilities, really. Um, and obviously, I, I'm extremely pleased for him as well. Um, so, long may that 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 run of form continue. I know he, he lost his first game, but I'm sure now they'll get on the straight and narrow, and and they should get promoted, really. I think because. You know, it's the, it's, it's the least thing that Parky deserves, really. Or well, the best thing Parky deserves, sorry. Um, but, yeah, so since that, uh, the, the only other thing to sort of have, have happened there um, is the fact that we, we've announced that Super Kevin Davis is joining us on the podcast. He's going to be up in the area for the Fleetwood game. He's obviously now relocated in Dorset. Uh, but he, he's obviously going to be about for a few following days in that, I believe. Um, but we're going to be interviewing him straight after the game, uh, live from the ground. Um and then it will be obviously available to listen to in the following days on from that. Um, Eddie, I know you sort of managed to secure that yourself. You know, how pleased are you that we managed to get Kev on and, and how much he's looking forward to it?
2: Oh I'm absolutely delighted, yeah. Um just after he's he has got announced as uh, the player of the decade in our poll, uh which many fans agreed with, some you know didn't disagree with, but you can't argue. You know the England call up and the captain seeing taking us to Wembley is well deserved. So to have him on to you know reminisce and uh, to get to meet him in person and to interview him in person will be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait.
0: Definitely, Dan. Is it something that, that you're quite happy to see, to see happen? You know, I, I'm. I know it's a long-awaited one and one that's been massively requested by the fans. Um, you know what, what? What do you make of it?
3: Yeah, well, I think the word legend gets thrown around quite a lot these days, but you know, as a modern Bolton legend. I think Kevin Davis epitomises, you know, what we wanted. He, uh, leader, captain, you know, lived in the town, lived and breathed the town. You know, he, he'd play with blood, you know, blood dribbling down his nose, a dislocated finger. He literally fought for us and and the club. Um, and you know, for him to leave in the acrimonious circumstances as well, with with Friedman and everything that went on, just to see the tears in his eyes. He didn't want to go anywhere. We didn't want him to go anywhere. So. You know, I think he's like, you know, as the old saying goes, if you cut him down the middle, he'd have the word Bolton. You know, he, he absolutely loved our club uh, as much as we loved him. And, you know, I'm delighted that the podcast have got him on because, and, you know, and, and he's he's accepted because he's, he's a legend as far as I'm concerned.
0: Definitely, Tom. How pleased are you with it?
1: Oh, massively. I think the boys have said more than I can say myself. I mean, Kev was... Um, easily my favourite player when I was uh, watching Bolton, you know, there from 2003 until 2013 so, you know, deserved the testimonial that his uh, his service to the club got, but unfortunately, you know, never happened due to the acrimonious departure, you know, due to that clown Dougie Friedman, who I'll never forgive for that um, the, way, the way that he handled that situation, it just as, as Dan says, a man who lived to breathe the to tower. but it wasn't just that, it was the fact that he was the kind of hard-working player, didn't necessarily have the skill of uh, the likes of Akotcha and Jorkieff and whatever, but his legend will live on a lot longer than theirs, I-, I would say, just because he always stuck with us. He was always giving 100%. And when we saw him get his England call up, uh, you know, I won't be the only one, I'm sure, who, you know, it was a very emotional evening watching that because it felt like one of our own. And he um, still is one of our own, and we'll be working back in any capacity at the club, I'm sure, in the future.
0: Definitely, I can't wait to to, to be speaking to him. Really, you know, to I think I I, I summarise my my views in a tweet of something similar along the lines of just saying, you know, it it it's incredible to have the opportunity to uh, to interview an, a hero of mine. So, uh, you know, massively looking forward to that, and thanks to uh to Kevin and to Emma for sorting that out for us as well. Um, so ju- just to move on from that and, and sort of look ahead to, to to the next couple of games and whatever but before we come to that um, you know we'll, we'll sort of come to, to the Rochdale game because uh, in chronological order that, that was the next thing that happened um, in, in the last few weeks of Sport Wanderers Eddie I know you and I were there uh, so we'll take the lead on this but to, obviously to come to you first what, what was your sort of rough assessment of the game I know it wasn't the the best of it didn't make the best of viewings but you know w- w- was there any positives to take from that do you think
2: uh, yeah, I think the first uh, 60 or so minutes, you know, before they equalised, I think we were we were pretty good. Um, we definitely had the better of it in the first half, and you know, we should have taken one or two chances. Um, and then we took the lead, you know, in the second half, and it was well deserved. And but sadly, you know, I think a lack of experience uh, proved to be uh, the turning point. Really, you know, Aaron Wilberham came on, and it's quite possibly the best game I've ever seen him having. That stadium, and he scored. That goal against Nottingham Forest, but his overall play on Saturday was just brilliant. He had uh, Zuma and Senior on tour, sadly, and I think his experience uh, proved to be the turning point, and, you know, Rochdale got the win.
0: Definitely, you know, I think looking at that lineup and seeing Zuma and Senior at Centre back, I knew we were in for a day of it, although I did think they dealt with uh, with Henderson quite well in the first half, but, you know, as you say, when Brown came on, he just completely changed the game, and, and we sort of fell apart from there, and, you know, and I think Saturday was arguably our best chance of a win up until that point. And uh, it was just a shame that we couldn't get it and, and they sort of ran away with it in the end. And, um, you know, take nothing away from the Valinden goal, you know, earlier on in that second half. But, you know, I just think it it's sort of one to forget about and, and one we can now afford to forget about, obviously. Um, You know, Dan and, and Tom, I, I'm sure you sort of watched from, a, from a, a, a further viewpoint on that. You know, was there anything you sort of took from that game and, and perhaps sort of influenced the, the Bristol, City result, uh, Bristol Rovers' results also? Yeah, I
3: just think that we were uh, we were vulnerable at the back from when the team sheet was announced. You know, losing Hobbs and Wright, um, you know, for Zuma to be the more senior of, of the two centre backs was was quite a worry. You know, as much mm-hmm. as I rate Zuma, and I think having Wright or Hobbs alongside him would settle him down and make him a better player. But obviously, with him being the, the, the senior one, to have senior at the side of him. Uh, making his debut. putting put in a very good performance, may I add. Um, there just wasn't enough experience there and obviously, you know, 40-year-old Wilbraham that's been here, there and everywhere and done it. I think he knew exactly how to play the situation. Um, he knew how to play them too. Um, Zuma again, showed a little bit of, him, of of his inexperience with his ball playing when he's trying to take on a few plays. He got away with it and when he got a free kick and then a couple of minutes later he tried it again and that's where the, he broke away and scored. So he'll learn from that but I think he could have had Hobbs at the side of him, or right, or somebody like that. I don't think he would have made them mistakes. I know it's all ifs, buts, and maybes now, but you know, like you said, well, it's a game that we can forget. It's a game that we can move on from. Um, you know, and we, we, the, the best thing that we could have had yesterday was 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 a game thick and fast, and and, and we put it right, and we did. Um, so now I hope that we've a bit of momentum. You know, going into Lincoln on Saturday, who got beat last night by struggling Portsmouth. You know, away from home with us, there's always been um, a bit of a hoodoo, But for us now, there's no pressure away from home because nobody expects much. <clears throat> so with no pressure and a wind our belts, I'd like to see us build on that at the weekend. Um, and if we can, um, then we're going into a decent run of fixtures. You know, b- before the first period where we could, you know, we could get back into into the positive positive points rather
0: than negative. Definitely, and I, th- I think, like you said there, with there being no pressure on the away games, I think arguably the the result last night, which again we'll get onto in a minute, um, may sort of influence that. I know that we're sort of getting close to a sellout now, and, and perhaps you know people will, will, will be really hoping we can go on and, and win that game. But as you say, I don't necessarily think there's any any you know expectation to go and win it. I just think it'd be nice if we could sort of keep up a a, a run now, if possible. Um, Tom, I know I know you didn't see the Rochdale game really, but do you have any brief thoughts on it before we let you loose on uh, on Bristol Rovers?
1: Uh, I would echo the sentiments about about Zuma. He um, he needs to get some consistency because he did play well against the, against Bristol Rovers last night. But obviously, he was culpable for the third goal and um, has those tendencies to sort of have you know like a Rio Ferdinand moment. You know, he'd be brilliant for eight to nine minutes and then suddenly do something ridiculous. Um, but I, I think what was more telling. Um, in the Rochdale game, you know, from the brief bits that I've seen of it, is just that I think when we score a goal, there always seems to be that lack of concentration. And we were fortunate that we were playing against a team last night in Bristol Rovers that didn't have that kind of confidence to go up and then, you know, take advantage of us after we'd scored. And, you know, they they did at Rochdale. You know, they're a very confident side. They play some good football. Um, Camps is a very, very useful player. And I think we were there for the taking once we'd scored because there's all, at the moment, because of the bad form that we've been in, the fact that we'd had such batterings at the start of the season, when we do score there's a euphoric moment and then the concentration dips a little bit and it it, it was shown on on Saturday and it was again shown, I think, with the second goal after we just had that great chance with Murphy that was blocked on the line and we went to sleep and then went to the other end and scored again. So, you know, if we can gets into a position where we're regularly winning games, we're regularly leading in games, and it doesn't come as such a shock to us, then I think that will help us a hell of a lot, just because I think we need to have a bit more arrogance as a side, rather than think, oh my
0: God, we're winning the match, what the hell do we do from here? Definitely, I think that quality and that confidence that, that Rochdale had to then bring the game back from being one down and then go and win 3-1 is something that we severely lack or have lacked, and at least you know that may change come Saturday, but you know, it's not often where you see a team go oh, one down, particularly hours and then come back and, and, and fight for a, for a result, which, you know, is it, something to be really, and I'm hoping that we could sort of learn from that and take that into, into Saturday, hopefully, and I know they did on Tuesday, and I, I promise you we will come to that in a second. Um, but, yeah, j- just before we do, there was, of course, the uh, the FA Cup first-round draw. But as you've got Plymouth at home, it's an extremely meta, you know, um, you know what do we make of that? It's not a particularly attractive fixture, but you know, is is it one that you think is perhaps winnable? Dan. Yeah, I think
3: you know it's, it's not an attractive tie, but I think it's one that you know was bound to happen given the the situation that's happened with us ourselves and Barry. Half of Barry have gone down to Plymouth with Ryan Lowe and the players and the assistant manager and the physio. I think it's that that game will probably attract quite a lot of Barry fans in the Plymouth end. I think. Um, so it's one of them games that you could kind of say was was fate, um, mm. but it's you know it's not an attractive game for us because if we ever come up against a team like this where they're not particularly a great side, they're a division below, but they are you know a good footballing side, we, we tend to come unstuck. Um, so it's it's not attractive at home where we're you know going to get the crowds and stuff. But mm. you know I'd like to see us go on a bit of a cup run to generate a bit of income to to obviously boost our transfer kitty and whatever else. But I can just see this being you know a game where we'll probably come unstuck because of who it is and and, and it's not a massive game it's not you know it isn't a derby or anything like that you know a non league team would have suited us because I think we could, we could have rested a few and we would have turned them over but a team like Plymouth that have got some decent players but again are in a division below us we, we've we've had it before in recent years where games like this um, we, we we tend to be on the losing side but I'd love to see us put a run together. I'd love to see us go for it because, you know, at the minute in the league we've got nothing to lose by going on a bit of a cut run. You know, the 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 league we look like we're down and out. Um, So you know, there's no reason why we can't have a bit of cheer and go on on a bit of a cut run.
0: Absolutely, I I won't mind a cut run at all. And although I think we sort of need minimum distractions from the league, given that we're we're still on a bit of a well, a bit to say the least, of an uphill task. Um, you know, and I know we've got the obviously the Mickey Mouse Cup on the side as well and we're already out of the League Cup, so it's it's progression, but to to perhaps stay in one domestic competition wouldn't do us any harm, perhaps. Tom, what 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 do you think?
1: Um, I wasn't too disheartened by the draw, I think a bit of a uninteresting one could suit us. I remember when we were last in League One, I think we got Grimsby at this stage last year at home uh, or in, the, in that year at home and then we had Sheffield United and, you know, there were sort of two innocuous victories that then set us up in the <laughs> Crystal Palace game that we that we really should have won when we ended up getting the replay away at Selhurst Park. Um, that Um I think a cup run would be fantastic, you know, what, why not go and test ourselves and get, get ourselves a decent payday and I think we've been given the opportunity to do that. I'll take anyone at home. You know, I, th- I think we should be going into it confident they're a division below us they might be a good footballing side they might have some some talented players you know, the likes of Danny Mayer um, I think Sarsovic is still there if memory serves um, you know why, why not give, give it a go get us into the next round and see if we can pick out a, a slightly more glamorous team to bring in some well needed revenue
0: Definitely a great point Eddie do you reckon we're Wembley bound or sack it off? <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, we've, I don't think we've passed the fourth round since um, the year had his heart attack at Spurs. So I don't think a cup runs on the cards anyway. Mm. Uh, you know, a bit of a disappointing draw for me. You know, I would I would have loved a proper romantic tie at uh, a uh, national league or a national league north side. You know, it would have been great to go to uh, Victory Park and and watch his play Charlie away. You know, I've been a few times last season and cheered them on their promotion to the, the conference. So it would have been nice to be an away supporter in that ground anyway. Um, I suppose it's nice for, you know, like Dan said, you know, it's kind of like a full derby um, with the very connection. Mm. So that's nice for them. And it'd be nice to see Joe Riley back playing at the, at the Uni ball for, for the first time in a long time, maybe since he left Bolton. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, this season, I don't think a cup run, it might be a welcome distraction. But, you know, if we're in a better position in two weeks' time uh, where it, you know, it looks like we could string some wins together and maybe creep ourselves towards, you know, a positive point, mm-hmm. um, then maybe, you know, it's not worth uh, a couple.
0: Definitely. I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to go out, you know, at the first time of asking. I think we've obviously got bigger fish to fry, but then again, I, I, I wouldn't be against it at all, should we Should we manage a result against Plymouth? But, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting to the second round just purely because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite smug because my uni team, Chichester City, got the bite of the second round. Um, yeah, I know you boys have probably, you know, heard plenty about that, as, as many of you will, have, cause... As you will have, no, because I know I, I spammed it all over Twitter, and, and so it seems, Tom, nobody does care, uh, well, but well, no,
1: people do care because it was fixed, Did you not? have you not seen the videos about how it was fixed?
0: No, and I don't want to either, please don't ruin it for me, <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous, there's, there's images of Beckford and Carney putting their hands in, feeling a ball. Bounds to pull it out and then
0: dropping it and then going in and getting another one to make sure the you still nah there. I'm not having that don't ruin it for me please <laughs> uh, no but I, 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 it, it'd be a bit embarrassing if they got further than us I'm not going to lie but uh, you know they perhaps deserve it so you know we'll have to see but uh, yeah so I think now we we, we sort of heard plenty about uh, about all that and you know I, I think it's time to sort of get on to what everyone's wanting to talk about the Awake It <laughs> um, no, seriously. What do we think of that? I know obviously that there is a bit of a connection between the two, and it does tie into into last night. I mean, obviously it's it's quite bright to say the least. Uh, Eddie, what were your initial reactions of it? Uh,
2: it's yeah, it's very bright, yeah, to, to say the least. Uh, it's very uh, Burton Albion esque. Mm-hmm. Um, the cult, yeah, just very reminiscent of them. And obviously, you know, one game and one win in that kit anyway, so it's the greatest away kit we've ever had.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright for the, for the sake of the record, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> I'm
1: forgetting the Blasmer kit
0: of no, no, don't don't let Tom Lee hold that. I'm I'm going to shut you up and ask you about what you think of this one first. Go on. <laughs> well, this one.
1: Yeah, I, I can't decide if it's green or yellow or
0: not. To be honest, it's a mix of the two, and it? it's like highlighter. I don't know if you want to call it highlight the yellow, highlight the green. It's just whichever in it, but it, it's basically the same with with I think what someone described as I think it was a very uneven uh Smith, it says something along the lines of it was a seventies wallpaper as uh, sort of the background to it, but I'm not sure as to as to where that designs necessarily come from or why they thought it us, But you know, if we're getting results in it, then I'm not I'm not really going to complain. Dan, what do you I'd think? Like oh, the, oh, sorry, sorry yeah, console.
1: That we had from Hummel, though. That was the thing. I think yeah. if they suddenly make it high vis. I don't really know where they went there.
0: That I, I'd I'd have left it as the normal one, just changed the sponsor on it or whatever, and then slapped a no, no, Hummel bargaining thing on I it. I think we
1: can all agree we'd have just had the Hummel kits in general. The, the two
0: kits, yeah, that were Which I thought were fine. No, absolutely. Dan, what are your thoughts on it?
3: Yeah, I mean it's better than the old one, I think. But again, I, I agree with uh, with, what, with what Tom said there. I don't get the was it Tom James? Sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I don't get the uh, the the, the Illuminus. I think we we just lack like a lot of stewards last night. To be honest with you, because uh, there was an episode a minute ago, was with the with the Peterborough game where Peterborough centre midfielder went to play it out wide, and it was the steward in the stand that he <laughs> thought he his on play. I sure, I've seen that somewhere on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah, I it probably will be quality of football than anything.
1: Else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, it's
3: it's 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 one of them. It's um, I'm not. I've kind of. I'm kind of over over the kit now for this year. the, the last podcast, I had a bit of a I had a bit of a rant about them. But um, yeah, I'm over it now. I, I'm not happy with either of them. But mm. it is what it is this year. I'm just hoping it's a short-term fix and next year there's a. There's a manufacturer in the offing that can that, that can do something uh, because obviously th- these guys look like they've turned something around in, in in quick time, which is what we needed. But next year, it would be nice if we could have a more of a household name and a, and a decent kit. Then two Hummel ones were perfect for me if they'd have released them. I
0: probably would have had them both, but mm.
3: you know, it
0: is what it is. It is. I mean, I'm I'm quite partial to a uh, to it, and I think I'm a bit biased in saying that. I think the lettering would would look better in black, uh, but you know, it's. It is what it is, and we, we've had to submit red, red lettering instead. So, you know, unfortunately, the players won't look as good as I will when I wear it at five aside on a Tuesday. But um, you know, I, I definitely have not bought one. But uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's something which I think again is divided opinion. And Like you say, Dan, I, th- I think it'd be nice to have a you know a, a nice kit for a change and somebody who puts some some real thought into it. And, and if if we have the luxury of doing that, and i have a decent you know manufacturer to do so then great because you know i know i know charlton have this sh- some sort of a scheme where they've been able to to liaise with their officials in, in designing theirs and you know to, to have us do something similar you know i don't think it'd be too much for a, a, hard, a hard task so um you know we'll have to see whether whether or not the the, the club opens that idea or not so yeah i will see it on that but anyway i'm sure you've had enough first waffle on about that right bristol as promised tom verbal diarrhea Go for it!
1: <laughs> uh, You've you not know, put the pressure on that. Um, <laughs> but, but basically, we should have been two 0 down within the first five minutes, and, and then after that, we absolutely, uh, absolutely dominated the game. Um, Remy Matthews, you know, as I said in my ratings, you know, doing a Remy Matthews, fantastic save. We all sing his praises, and then he rushes out to the edge of the box for no apparent reason to give Tom Nichols a very easy chance that I'm sure uh, Johnson Clark Harris would have buried. But thankfully, it was Nichols, who, by the way, is an absolutely appalling striker. I mean, the, the level of cheering that I heard um, from the Bristol Rovers fans when he was substituted in second half was absolutely. It, it, was, uh, it was Liam Trotter at Coventry levels, F- I would, would have <laughs> I mean, my God. Um, but no, we, we, we were fantastic. Um, Play some beautiful football. The goal that we scored through through uh, Luke Murphy really really nice interchange change of play with him and Ali Crawford, um, and, a, and a decent finish and that was deflected. But you know they, they all count, and I'm pleased for him to to get a goal, um, to, which you know might well help um, him you know perform a little bit better for us in the future than he has done in the past. Um, and I thought Crawford was fantastic. I thought his link play was very very good. Obviously he's, he's ended the night with with two assists. If you pay attention to that sort of thing. Um, should have got a couple himself hitting the post and missing an open goal um but the the two biggest pluses josh emmanuel absolutely fantastic at the right back defensively solid, really really strong, really really fast, going forward has got great feet really really looks to um link defense and attack well, and I think he proved to be a very very good signing for us and daryl murphy thirty six years old acted like a twenty six year old you know, showed a little bit of pace to the game behind to score his chance, always a threat, always looking to bring people into the into play. If we can get how many games uh, games are left? Thirty or so games. If we can get those out of him, I'm convinced we'll get about 15 or so goals. Uh, he really does look to be an astute signing, even at his age. And it was all, all in all fantastic performance. And I just hope that we can we can back it up with a back to back win on on Saturday. I'd love Eddie to be able to tell me the last time we did that because it must have been August to the
2: start of last year. Yeah, it would have been West Brom and Reading last year. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love how he just knows that. You can just literally throw him on the spot with any game ever, like in the last ten years, and it just be able to tell you the exact day, the exact score, the exact times of the goals and everything. It's crazy. We
1: we we have had this conversation before, haven't we, but we should have a, a podcast segment with Eddie as man?
0: It's fantastic, honestly. I, I just I, I can't even remember what I ever a T yesterday, never mind it. We played six years ago on a Tuesday night. It's just a... Uh... It, it, it's a it's a special uh you know ability which I, which I've only ever jealous of. But uh, Eddie, what 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 did you make of last night? You know how how emphatic was that result really?
2: Oh, it's it's huge not only for our season but uh yeah just you know for everyone involved really the fans, the players, the staff. You know it's like Keithville's been saying he's been here seven weeks and so if you, you know if you take that seven weeks as a pre-season and maybe the Rochdale game is the first game. This is our first proper away game with a fully fit squad i know there's a lot of injuries so it's it's testament to see what you know the work that they've been doing and hopefully it's a sign of things to come you know um absolutely brilliant to see daryl murphy get off the mark um and like tom said i reckon he could be our you know the first player to hit over 12 goals for nearly two decades which you know is some feat if he manages to do it and uh hopefully we can you know carrying it on uh, away at lincoln on saturday
0: yeah, no, it'd be great, wouldn't it? And I think Daryl Murphy, when we first signed him, everyone just immediately thought goals. And although they haven't come immediately to get him off the mark, I think is is massively important. And you know, I'm sure it'll do in the world of good, as I'm sure it has Luke Murphy too. Uh, Dan, just before we come to you, I, I don't want to be too speculative. Obviously, uh, our old lieutenant uh, wrote a wrote a, a touching article last night regarding his celebration. I'm not sure as to as to what extent, you know, we we should, we we should be reading into that necessarily. But I think that's perhaps another example of a player who I'm sure a goal would do the world of good for. So, and let's hope they can both continue continue that that run of form into Saturday with uh, with Lincoln. But before before we get to get started on Lincoln, Dan, what did you make of last night?
3: Yeah, well, it was more of a, a watching brief from afar. I didn't, I've not seen much of it or heard about it, but I've seen both goals and you know a win is a win. Whether it was a scrappy two 0 no victory or a well fought out performance, we'll take it. You know, it seems from from what the boys are saying there that it was it was a classy performance. The players are getting better each week. I think, you know, to back up Tom's point with Emmanuel, he's getting better every single week I see him. Um, you know, again on Saturday, even though we we're on the losing side, he's more solid. He gets forward. Just reminds me of a you know a young Michael Richards. He just he, he's he's brutal. He gets involved. He gets forward. He can he can put the ball in. He, you know, and Chipton as well on the left-hand side, who, who we seem to bring in right at the last minute because of Joe Bunny's accident. I think it's his spot now, you know, it's with them two on either flank and I think it's been it's been a long time since Bolton Wanderers had two attacking full-backs. I know we had Oukowski last year, but we, we've never really had full-backs. We've either played midfielders in the full-back positions or we've had to have makeshift full-backs, but it does really make a big difference, um, you know, and so, now them two are firing you know once we get the players back like Valinden and Politic and Crawford you know is, is up to speed with, with Murphy up top I think that we will be a force I really do um, you know and obviously Zuma's getting better every week you know I mentioned it I mentioned it earlier in the podcast but you know if we can get at least one of the the, the, the senior pros at, at the back with him we right or Hobbs or even both i think that will we won't concede many goals either because there's a lot of experience between them um you know obviously we've got jason Lowe now who similar to will buckley that has gone from being one of the worst players i've seen in a Bolton shirt to being one of the best in, in 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 the space of a few months and i think it's it's testament to him that he stuck around i thought i thought he's a great player at blackburn but then, you know, under the regime and everything and all the shit that was going on with us, I think that it, it, it dragged it dragged the life out of him and Will Buckley. So, you know, credit to the pair of them for, for digging in and sticking sticking with us when it could have been easy to jump ship and go somewhere else. But I really think that we're, we're, we're really seeing the fruits of that now. And it's, it's you know, it's testament. And and big congrats to, to, to Keith Hill and David Flickcroft for the work they've put in. Uh, because that result last night for me was you know, it was for the five hundred and sixty year travelling supporters, correct? It was for us boys that you know, that have been through all that crap over the last eighteen months. But more importantly it was for it was for the management team and, and the owners because they've put a lot of effort in over the last seven weeks and I think it's it's starting to pay dividends now and I think they would have been frustrated over the last couple of weeks, especially the Rochdale game where it was a game everyone had tipped us to win, including the owners and the fans. But to to finally get that win <laughs> under our belt last night was um was really was really huge, and I think that that should now hopefully kick us on.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you raised a good point there. Definitely, we're with, with, with talking about the defence, especially. I was a little bit worried at first about you know Emmanuel with, with him being slightly off the pace. I mean, should have perhaps expected that with, with him having not played for a while before he before he joined and and sort of got thrown into the deep end. But um, you know, I think he's definitely adapted his game, and it, it's the Keith Hill and, and, and flick effects, as as you say. You know, I think testament to them in terms of the job they've done since they've come in and and turned the squad around and made you know average players good players, and you know the amount of players that were still due back from injury as well and 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 back in contention for for, for selection. You know, I think we've really got a side there that, that that's you know a, able to, to compete to it to a level that's that's a, a, of a league one standard, to say the least. And you know, I think should we get these players back, should we start to go on a bit of a run, we should survive no problem. I think, although I don't want to get too ahead of myself, so. We'll see. Obviously, we you know we've got Lincoln on Saturday. You know that could that could quite easily be a be a heavy bump back down to earth. I'll coming straight back to you on that, do you think it will? Or do you think we'll we we'll manage to get a, a result? And if so, what is your prediction?
3: Um, I'd take a draw now. Uh, and, you know to to get a bit of an unbeaten run going. I'd easily take a point, but I think given Lincoln's result last night, was it Portsmouth they lost to? Yeah. Um, who were there? Who they're struggling with? Uh, obviously, they've lost the Cowley twins um, as well. So I think that it is, they are a bit vulnerable at the moment. You know, it is it is a big game for us. You know, we're buoyed by last night. We've got our tails up. So I think it would be good if we could go on, go down there and get another three points, you know, and, and that's what I'm hoping for. But I'd take a draw now um, to, to, to get us back into the home game against Fleetwood and, and stick one up, Joey Barton. But uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to get three points. And, you know, prediction-wise, I'll go with... Um, I'll go with 1-1, one, one, but I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that we we, we can we can nick a one 0 bit because well, we are looking better at the back. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if we could get one of the senior centre halves back as well. In, I don't know how far either of them two are off now, but it'd be nice to you know to show it up at the back a little bit more. But you know, yeah, you know, head says head says 1-1, one, one, heart says one-nil.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good to warm-on because I think if we were to get anything, you know, lesser than a win, then uh, I, I think the fans would be quite all right with the draw. You know, it would be seen as not really dropping too many points and it, it, it's still momentum to some extent and we're still, you know, diminishing the minus points telly at the end of the day. So, um, I think I'd say something similar, either 1-1 one, one, or, you know, it'd be nice to get two, two or three if we were going to then go on and win the game. But, you know, we'll just have to see. Eddie, what, what's your score predictions for Lincoln?
2: Um, I think it's going to be tough, uh, regardless. You know of their form, they've only scored three goals in their last six games, and they've only won once. Um, but you know, Bolton Monsters are always that dodgy team away from home. Uh, hopefully, we can carry the momentum from uh, last night going into the weekend. And uh, I know they had a he- Lincoln had a heavy, a heavy defeat against uh, Oxford recently, and you know we played Oxford off the park and should have beaten them quite easily a couple of weeks back. Um, so maybe. You
0: know, we could scrape a win, but I'll be happy with a draw. Definitely, you know, I think that's a good shout. Uh, Tom, and yours, please.
2: Um,
1: Lincoln, an, an odd one for me. They've got an attack that would have you think that they should be towards the top of this division, you know, with the Kindy, Walker, and Andrade. I think Tyler Walker is certainly going to be going to be a threat, um, and maybe also a Kindy with the with the physical presence up against if we've got any uh, younger players uh, starting at the back. But um, I think Jake Wright said that he thought he might well be back in contention for, for Saturday, mm-hmm. and if so, I'd, I'd play him. I, th- I think we need that experience up against a decent attack. But um, clearly they've got some problems at, um, defensively. Uh, I think it very much depends on what defence we put out and whether or not they are, you know, capable of putting in a, th- um, a third good showing of uh, in one week. That's the thing. You know, these are all players, as we say, are still getting up to speed probably, and um, if they can keep their fitness going, keep up. Some uh, some decent confidence at the back in their own ability. Then I think we could be able to keep them out and then nick a one nil. Um, but I think I agree with Dan. I think a one one would be a fantastic result. Um, keep them some, some momentum going and uh, get us get us into the the following week. You know, a difficult game against Fleetwood afterwards at home. You know, try and set us up for a decent result there. So I'm going to go with one one.
0: I do think one one's a fair shout. As I said initially, when, when when Dan said it as well. But Tom, you've changed your tune slightly. I know you were quite confident of of you know the, having the ability to to beat these sort of teams and go on a run now and you know say in the, in the next three or four fixtures we should be winning you know a, a, at least two or three of them um, and, and I thought you'd have gone for an easy easy win there you know it, it, Lincoln on on face value seemed like you know we, we would naturally have the beating of them but you know you've singled out a couple of good players who've proven themselves at a a uh, relatively decent level now for the first couple of games in League Two last season. You know, Do, do, do you generally think that there'd that, be a, a worry to us or is it just based on on last night and just trying not to be, to get too carried away with yourself?
1: I think part of me last night when I was uh and saying we're going to go and beat every team 4-0, 5-0, <laughs> of that. but I, I, think, I think part of it is also we should, we're bottom-wanderers, we should have a bit of arrogance. I think we're far too quick after our recent struggles to knock ourselves and think that you know, maybe we should be fortunate to get away with results at some of these teams. You know, bear in mind it wasn't so long ago that Lincoln were National League and we were Premier League. You know, we are at their level and we are uh, don't have anywhere near as good of players as we used to, and they have better players. But there still should be an arrogance, I think, of us going there and getting a result and being confident of that. But I'm also conscious that we have a threadbare squad. It's the third game in a week. Last night, I think we'll have exerted the boys quite a lot. You know, to get that first win. Um I think maybe it's not quite the time yet to think we can go and start battering teams three, four nil. especially when Lincoln have got some good players who I think could do us some harm. So I, I think it's probably a bit more conservative to go for one one, but I think we're more than capable of beating them if if they aren't, you know, knackered after the last like, two games in quick succession.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean we can only obviously play and, and beat whatever's put in front of us and like you say, you know, we perhaps should be taking these these teams are, are sort of for granted, but perhaps it, it'd be wise to, to not be overly confident about it in case we get power our faces. I mean, I'm just looking now through Twitter and I'm just seeing that uh, Aki Stanley, who were, you know, just dropped back into the relegation zone, they've lost 4 nil tonight to Peterborough. So, you know, obviously they're coming up in a couple of weeks. So, you know, yeah, I mean, you perhaps will not be too far off to, to, to be confident of getting a win against them. But, you know, I, can't, I don't think that, that we'll
1: do that to a lot of teams this year. Yeah, I'm sure. Continue, comfortable score
0: lines with the attack that they've got. Yeah, I, I, but I just, you know, like you said, don't think we can necessarily be too confident with Lincoln, you know, that we don't really know how they play and that they're a little bit of an unpredictable one. So we'll just have to see, but it should be a good day out. I think it will be a sellout come Saturday. So, you know, it'd be, be a good affair um, and hopefully we'll be able to record straight after. Um, but before then, uh, we, we, we will have another podcast recording uh, tomorrow night or tonight as you are listening to this. Um, we managed to get the two vloggers uh, Thogden and Stumphead on for their first ever collaboration Um, so that should should make good listening Uh, and and obviously we're looking forward to that as well as the the Kevin Davis one in a couple of weeks time as well Um, but until that I don't think there's anything else left to to our gentlemen unless actually I think we're going to come to some Twitter questions first I think it would only be fair to to do that seeing as we've asked the people I've nearly forgotten Um, so we'll come to Jack Cook first, who's basing his question on a article of Chris Mannings the other week. Um, he said, "What do you think of Hill? Is he out is, ever, and his outspoken nature? Uh, are you a big fan of his, or should some of the things he says be left behind closed doors?" Bit of an interesting one there. I'll come see you on that.
3: Um, yeah, well, Jack Cook can uh, speak for himself. Have you? All he's doing is liking uh, girls' tweets at the minute, that's all I see. So he's quite outspoken on Twitter the all himself, needs to, needs to rein it in himself. But no, I think that, um, you know, I like him. I think he's, he's passionate, he wears his heart on his sleeve, he's he's dedicated, he's, he, he's clearly bought into this job, it's clearly the job he's always dreamed about, so I don't mind it, I really don't. I think I'd rather have somebody of his passion than somebody like... Dougie Friedman that just spoke in monotone, that you know, didn't really feel any passion for the club, didn't care about the club, was just there to, to to do a job and pick up his paycheck. So I really don't mind it. I think both him and Flicker being it living in the town, from the town, born in the town, I think it's it's exactly what we needed. We needed to strip it right back and go back to where we were. Uh, you know, start again. Um you know, at the Q and A the other week, they spoke really well. They're all buying with the owners. You know, everybody seems to be pulling in the right direction. I, I really don't mind him because he's he's one of them. In it, you know, in the media and in, in, in the press. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he didn't come out and speak and was passionate, people would say he wasn't the man for the job. He didn't care about us. But because he does, he's, he's getting criticised for being for, for you know for, for being a loon. So I really don't mind it. I'd rather have somebody passionate at the helm that really wants us to do well. and just to see the passion in both of them last night when we won, and and the and the pictures after it, I think that they were absolutely superb, the pair of them. And I, I wouldn't really want anyone else right now, given the position we're in, to to, to to get us out of where we are.
0: Definitely, I think James makes quite a good case as well. I know he's obviously not on tonight, but he he, he says quite a lot that you know as long as the results come and he doesn't really care what he's like, and you know if it's a if it's a winning formula, then fair enough. And we're hoping that you know given Tuesday's result, that will now be the case, but. Tom, what what do you you make of of Hill?
1: I think, well, I think his passion is clear, but he does come across as an absolute nutcase. Um, (laughs) I couldn't watch his post-match interview last night just because I think I got about two minutes in and I just thought mate, for God's sake, just show a little bit of... I mean, it it was odd. It was really, really strange. It was was a tinge of happiness, a tinge of, oh, we're going to keep going through this process. We're going to keep, you know, getting them on this fitness journey and whatever. And I thought, for the love of God, I want a football manager, not a motivational speaker. I just think, you know, keep it it simple, keep it normal. A, A lot of people want to see their football managers go out and be more interesting rather than the bland stuff that we saw from Parky, etc but to me it doesn't really matter I think you know, you're know you quite right results in the pitch are important and if it gets through to the players and gets them doing good things then I have absolutely no problem with it I've been impressed with the style of football he's managed to implement and I think that's a lot more important than what he says
0: <laughs> yeah no it's a good shout out that um... Kieran Goodrum says, "Talk about Connor Hall and if he can have an impact this season. Now he's another one who's due back from injury very soon. Um, obviously, he played for the under twenty threes. I think I'm right in saying on Monday. Uh, I think he scored as well, didn't he? Or am I, I? I forgot that wrong. I don't know. No, he did. He
1: scored. In the, he scored. Uh, yeah. Four one or was it against Crew?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know we had this this discussion again in 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 the line of the chat the other day, um, saying about whether or not we." we Perhaps might see him go out and loan in in January. You know we've got four strikers back in contention now, and you know we, I mean, to an extent, they're now firing again. So, you know, in terms of whether Connor will get a place in the team or not, I think that that's that's definitely one for discussion at least. Um, Eddie, do, do you see Connor Hall coming back in at some stage, or do you think he'll be loaned out?
2: Um, I'd like to see him given a chance to be honest, he, you know, he's, he had a terrific season a couple of years back with the under-23s when they won the professional development league, I think he scored 22 or 23 goals which is brilliant um, and then he, you know, he didn't really get the, the biggest of chances at Accrington with last season. I know they spoke of him highly but you know he didn't necessarily play and it didn't go as well as he wanted to and then for whatever reason, uh, be it injury or the embargo or whatever it was last season, he had to stay until the end of the season here. Um, so it'd be nice to see him given a chance, but if Daryl Murphy's going to be, you know, fitting scoring, I don't see him starting ahead of him. Uh, maybe it could be a good impact sub if uh, Dudu's going to be remaining on the wing. Uh, but I think that'd be it at the minute. I think his only chance is going to be off the bench.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Tom, do, do you think well, was he going to hold this season at all, or do you think he, he, he's, he's sort of going to be faded out slightly?
1: Uh, I I don't think so. Now that Thierry on fucking Reeves back in the team, um, I thought I graded well last night. To be fair, so I can uh, I, I can certainly see um, him getting a nod over overhaul. I think our our situation calls for experience more so than uh, youth up front. You know, he's he's certainly a talented boy. He's got a bit of pace, decent finisher from what we've seen of him. James James saw a bit more of him uh, at Accrington. Um so he's probably in a more in a better position than I am to be able to comment on his ability. But I think. That it might well be useful to have him as an option, more so than more so the, than the starter. But I think having him there, if Keita's going to play one up front as a fourth striker, isn't really going to be beneficial to his um, to his development. So I'd like to see him go out to to League One or League Two and see what he can do. I think it's probably best at this time in, in his career as well. Uh, it's not really a luxury, but the thing is, at the moment, it's not really a luxury we can afford to have someone just go out. Uh, and, and not contributing to the team, given our injury list. So I think it might be an option for January rather than, you know, thinking about doing it now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. And I think that it's important that Connor gets game time, you know, whether it's at Bolton or, or elsewhere. I think he just needs those minutes under his belt and and hopefully add to his game in the coming years, whether that, that you know, sees him extend the contract with Bolton or whether it sees him go elsewhere to, to progress in his career, who knows. But um, you know, I think uh,
1: after the... Um, was the Lincoln game we've got Man City under-23s the Michigan that'll Rams be a coach. good so opportunity for him isn't it? In that game. we'll see what he can do
0: there yeah no that'd be good Dan what are your thoughts on Connor
1: yeah I think he's been
3: unlucky you know like Eddie said since that uh, season when he scored 22-23 goals I think he's he's, a, he's earned a chance but I think you know this season of all the seasons to have injuries at the start of the season he, he'd have had a run of five or six games under his belt by now but You know, unlucky as the lad has been, you know he's not really had that chance, and now he's he finds himself fourth in the pecking order. So there's a few lads there that I'd like to push out on loan to get a bit of experience. Him, Darcy, you know, Zuma. I would say if we had enough fit, but we we don't. Um, You know, so there is a few you'd like to push out, but we just don't have that luxury at the minute. Given the injury list, like Tom said, that that we can push anybody out on loan, but I don't think he's gonna. You know, I don't think he's going to get his chance. You know, like say the Man City game might be, you know, might be the night for him. But I think to loan him out to a League One, League Two club. But you know, as he went out at Accrington, he he didn't really play regular first team football. I don't think. I think he was on the bench and started one week. You know, missed the next. So he needs to be in, in a side where he's get he's getting a good run of games because if they, I think he's, you know, as as all poachers are that they they need to be playing regular to to score them goals. It's the same with. You know, when we had Lafondre, he was he was in and out, and he he was scoring goals, but he wasn't scoring as as and prolifically as he probably could have been if he was playing week in, week out. And I think it's, you know, I'm not comparing Lafondre with Hall, but in terms of what he needs to be, he needs to be playing regularly, he needs to play every week, seventy, eighty minutes, just to try and get the football under his belt. And if that means he drops down a league or even two to do that, you know, the, the national league didn't do Politic any harm because he's come back and look at the player he is now. Um, so I'd like to see Connor get his chance at Bolton. I don't want him to fall into that abyss of players we've that have, that have shown great promise with us and, and never really got the chance and had to leave and go on and play the football square. Because um, I, I do really rate him as a player. And, you know, after that season with 22, 23 goals, he, it's quite clear he knows where the net is and he's got an eye for goals. So I think if we've got the opportunity to loan him out and and get some experience and see what he can do, then, 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 then it can only benefit us moving forward.
0: Definitely, I think it'd be great to see him stay. To be honest with you, but uh, you know, it's just up to to Hill and Flicker. I guess as to whether they see him as part of their their future in Bolton or not. So, uh, you know, obviously, we're we wishing luck with his development on on his return from injury, wherever that may be. Uh, the next question is from Andrew Openshaw. I think we've sort of covered this one a little bit. He says, "Do you think last night? Uh, do you think we're in a blip, or do you think it's a genuine corner turned?" I think we can sort of all agree that we think it's a corner turn, but we don't want to get too carried away with ourselves. Is that a general consensus, what we say, lads?
1: I would agree with that, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, I, I mean, we're not getting too carried away with ourselves, Andrew, but I think, uh, you know, a 1-1 would be a, nice at Lincoln and then see what happens, but, you know, hopefully it's not just a, a flash in the pan, and and then we'll hopefully go on to, to do great things as opposed to go back into a... I've wrote, I mean, obviously, there's been rumours that we're uh, we're due another points deduction from the courtesy of our good friends at the AFL. Um, you know, obviously, on the basis of that Doncaster and the uh, and also the Brentford game from last season, which I can't help but feel is incredibly, you know, unfair given that you know last season's actions and and the previous owners' issues shouldn't be affecting the current regime. So, you know, I'm I'm just hoping that they've left it. You know, too long to sort of act appropriately on it now, or, or they at least forget about it. But uh, you know, you never know with them what. So, um, but yeah, you know, I'm just hoping that we have we have turned the corner and and we'll go on to to hopefully survive. Um, and the final two questions, actually, we'll say um, we'll go to Nathan uh, Jones says, how many goals did Luke Stewart see last night on iFollow after paying a tenner to watch it? So I know the backstory yeah, to this, so it is none. So what I heard is that as we were rushing through on goal and Luke Murphy was about to hit the shot, about two minutes before, Nathan had asked Luke for his login details to see if they could both watch it on iFollow. And in turn, Nathan logging in, logged Luke out, he spent a tenner on it, Nathan spent nothing and Nathan saw all the goals. Which is uh, quite amusing to say the least but uh, yeah I think Hopefully the fact
1: that we want to temper some of that disappointment I
0: know yeah <laughs> um, and the final proper question I think that this is the all important question isn't it really from a, at simple senior he says are we going to be in white or yellow for the bus parade in May I, I, I'm going to go with white personally I don't, I don't know about anybody else but uh, you know I think that's, that's pretty nailed no, you bought
1: the yellow one already so you've already set your story I mean I'll, I'll, be, I'll be yellow
0: but uh, yeah I I think the team should be in white it's only fair isn't it really Uh, Yeah,
1: Yeah. I I mean, I mean, are we all are we sort of booking off work for when we get promoted in May? Mate, I've already
0: booked the week off after that. I've got, I've got, I've already got my name down for a ticket for Wembley for all the playoffs and (laughs) (laughs) just in case, just in case, although it will obviously be automatic, so it's fine. What what
1: what days the Mickey Mouse Cup final on at Wembley?
0: I've no idea. I haven't actually booked it. I'm not that sad, Tom.
2: Uh, It's Sunday, the fifth of April.
0: Sunday the fifth of April. There we go. Mark it in your calendar boys, because we're going to Wembley. Uh, and I think we'll leave it there. To be I think that that's a good place to to leave it. And I think we've pretty much covered every topic that's uh, that's sort of relevant and and up to date. Um so, unless uh, you've got anything else to to add, boys, then it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Tom.
1: Goodbye, Tom.
0: Goodbye, Eddie. Goodbye,
3: Eddie. Goodbye, Dan. goodbye Dan.
0: <laughs> and it's a goodbye from me thank you very much for listening to episode 126 of the line behind a sweet podcast set that video.